Hello, guys. Welcome to the first ever episode of Logan Corners. We are a Latin X podcast in which we will be discussing topics like politics, the latest worldwide news, sports, and even sometimes cheese smith. I am one fourth of this amazing cast. My name is Gilberto Bregon. I'm I'm from the city of Monterrey, Nuevo León. With me, I also have Ana Sofia Piña. That's from that's joining us from Mexico City, and also I have my guy Gabriel Adame from Houston, Texas, and from Dallas, Texas. We have Jessica Rivera. Guys, today we wanted to talk about uh, politics and how it's seen through the eye of the Latinx community. I wanted to shoot you a question first, Anna. Just kind of talk to me about what are the, how is the U.S. seen in poli- politics-wise in other countries? I know you've lived in Spain and also you're living in Mexico right now. How is the U.S. seen in other countries and in other, in other countries and in, so yeah, <laughs> how is the U.S. seen in terms of politics in other countries? countries like Mexico and Spain, and also what are the differences between the government in Spain and in Mexico and in the United States also? Okay. Um, first of all, I gotta say I'm not like a politics expert or anything. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, I'm not really, I don't know, like, I, I, I've never been like a politics girl, you know? But... Mm-hmm. Um, well, from my perspective, we, well, yeah, like you said, I was born in Mexico, but the couple, the last two years, well, no, three years, I've lived in Spain. And the main differences are that, well, in Spain, we have a, a monarchy. So we have like mm-hmm. the the queen and the king, but it's like, um, they're, they're just like, mm, it's just like they they rep- represent the the government, but we actually have a president. And in Mexico, it's it's basically the same as in the United States. Uh, we have a president, and we all uh, like the the yeah, I guess the the people who live in Mexico, we vote for him. And um, well, we kind of I think um we see uh, politics in the U.S. similar to Mexico. I feel mm-hmm. like we have a very controversial um, <laughs> president, I guess. I don't know if, 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 that's, if that's the way you say it. But yeah, yeah, like a lot of people are against him and a lot of people support him as well. But he is like, he makes this like super extreme decisions that we all like, I don't know, like a lot of people are not, um, do not agree with. And he has like this uh, mm-hmm. very specific and strong um, ideology and thoughts uh, about how how things should be, you know? And, and question, is the president like more liberal or uh, conservative? He's more conservative. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But um, I guess he's like, uh well again i'm not like i don't know a lot about politics but what i know is that he is like um he supports uh people with less resources i guess because he like his um his image is of this like super um humble guy and like who comes from a very how do you say it like hold on i don't even remember this in spanish in Spanish, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> like, um, he's very like simple. How do you say like, muy sencillo, como muy, mm-hmm. 
you know like his his image is like yeah I, I I was poor and I've been poor all my life and that's why I know you like I know what what you people or the struggle yeah so his target is like people with uh very low uh resources and very um yeah with a, a low um like the education level, level. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And well, I guess in 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 the United States it's the uh, kind of the opposite because you can say that Trump has always been like this super rich man and he's he's looking I don't know. I mean, I'm I, I'm not sure you can correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> but uh but I think he's his target is like the businessman, you know? Like oh, Yeah, you're you're so, right. Yeah. So right. would you say uh What's his name? Lopez Obrador, right? That's his name. Yeah, he is Lopez Obrador. Like I forgot to say his name. <laughs> would you would you say he takes advantage of the poor people in a way, or? Yeah, definitely. Like, cause he he tries to, I don't know, like, as as the the majority of the population here has like a a low, well, n not so many opportunities to to get educated and to go to school and stuff like um he takes advantage of that that that, that people are not very like super educated and do not know a lot about like they're naive you know so mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. he tr he tries to put it like super simple I mean, but but yeah like it, it's not you know like for example with this uh coronavirus thing he um In the beginning, he he used to say like, "No, it's okay. Uh, we are Mexican. We're gonna be fine. It's it's not gonna hit us." Because uh, <laughs> I have this like, um, how do you say estampa? Well, like, well, uh, the Virgen de Guadalupe. She's gonna protect us, and we're like, oh, okay. Okay. you know, like like the <laughs> like el pueblo. I don't know how to say el pueblo in English, but like the yeah, yeah the population in oh, general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they're very naive, and they, of course, they're gonna mm -hmm. they're gonna trust him, and they're gonna believe whatever he says. But it's actually not that quite simple, you know. It's not that simple. Like, uh, La Virgen yeah. de Guadalupe is not gonna come and save us all from COVID, <laughs> you know. <laughs> La Rosa La Rosa de Guadalupe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, man. Well, I was. Oh. I Sorry. was gonna ask you and Jessica a question about this. Um. So starting with you, Jessica, if you can describe maybe like in one word how our government is going right now, what would it be? Or Treating this crisis mm -hmm. would be hard. Yes, yes, yes. Because mm -hmm, I would overall just say it's mm -hmm. kind of just dysfunctional right now because we really don't know what's going on. We're kind of just going it day by day. We're winging it. And I guess that's putting a lot of like uncertainty to all of us. And so it's just overall just becoming dysfunctional right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, what would, about you, baby? Yeah, I would definitely say um, probably terrible, just like simply just <laughs> terrible because like there's so many things that we could have learned from different countries dealing with this. And you would think that, you know, like looking at their mistakes, we would probably be better at solving this but uh like the coronavirus issue 
But um, yeah, it's it's just been handled very terribly. Uh, we could have done a lot of different things, but I think it's just us as like Americans. We feel I don't know if entitled would be the word, but like we feel like we can just yeah yeah like we can do whatever we want like we'll be fine but like that's not the case like you know we're actually doing not not good uh, terrible agreed so, so how can we since we're in so much discomfort how can how do you guys what can we do what can we do to um get more latinos especially like the young generation what can we do to like get them to vote and get them to be more more involved when it comes to politics and choosing people that are going to make those decisions in the future? Well, for me, I think, like, speaking more about issues to to people, like, uh, on Twitter, I've seen a lot of people, like, people our age, younger generations, um, just starting to be more, uh, like, as activists, like, caring more about our nation and, like, realizing, oh, we're actually not uh, that great as other, like, previous generations think that we are. Like, maybe we were at one point, or maybe we just thought we were, but, you know, there's a lot of things that we kind of overlooked and aren't doing good. So I think just being an activist and speaking to other people about things, like, not thinking of, like, political issues as, like, oh, that's not my problem, like, that's like my parents' problems or something, but no, like at those problems are being passed down to us, and now it's beginning to be our turn to start solving those problems. I agree. Like how you said on social media, people are starting to talk and about it, and they're seeing that it's their personal responsibility. And back then, you would think, "Oh, I can't talk about this because then, oh, my group of friends disagree with it." But now you just think about it. Hey, this is something that really needs to be talked about. If it's not going to be talked about, there's no, there's not going to be change. And we really do need to start talking more, get more younger generations involved. Like mm-hmm. recently, since I started college, I remember when I was at community college, there was a lot of people like, hey, are you registered to vote? Come here, re- help, I'll help you register to vote. Uh, that happened at Dallas Community College, and then that also happened at the University of North Texas. That uh, probably mm-hmm. 2018 was the first time I've ever registered to vote, and I actually voted that year. And so I thought if they come to also to campuses, that also helps students because they're like, hey, you know what? These students are going to be here probably four hours of the day. Might as well get them involved. So that's something else to like target where these students are going to be. So they can also register to vote. And also you can register online. And most of the time we're passing our day on our phone. So you can register right there too. So it's just knowing where to find these sources. Preach. Uh, for you, Ana, do you think that like in Mexico, la juventud está involucrada in lo que es el gobierno? Or should like they be involved more? Or what do you think? Are they involved enough? The younger generation? Well, I guess, I think uh, every year, uh, like, it grows. Like, the the percentage of, of young people who get involved with it grows. Uh, and I think it, it, it also has to do with um, with social media, as, as, as Gabe and, and Jessica said before. I think... Um, like social media is like a great tool to to reach 
uh, younger people to reach younger generations. And I think that's that's the the reason why a lot of people like because before, well, I, I know I said I I'm not like a I'm not very into politics, but um, before I didn't know anything about it, and it was because I didn't I didn't like like conflict because I have an idea and probably another person has another idea and I, I didn't want to have any like um, discussion about it I guess but um recently I've seen like a lot of a lot of um, I don't know like um, yeah a lot of posts and things uh through social media that make me want to like get informed and get into and get involved with it you know because like mm -hmm. as we i don't know as we get informed we we want a better i guess a better country what about for for espana like i know you like i know they have a president so do the citizens vote there too or do they have like a parliament just like um and britain i'm not too um, sure how that government works no there there are um uh, elections <laughs> uh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah there are they are like elections but recently like in 2018 the there was not an election because the president i don't remember what happened but it was like a fraud so he like he got i don't know how to say it in in, in english but he uh como que lo expulsaron he got expelled from from the government oh, impeached know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Impeached. And another, like the parliament voted for the new one. But that was like a special case. But normally there are elections. Okay. And uh, speaking about elections, what do you guys think about the uh, upcoming presidential candidates? In one hand, we have, well, in both of the hands, really, we have like what I think they're both very controversial. I don't want to call them characters, but. They're very controversial people on one side. We know how Donald Trump is. And then on the other side, we have Joe Biden that he's been accused of many different things. So um, can I start with you, Gabe? Uh, what do you think about like Joe Biden and Trump? Not even just the political side, but what you know of them and like the personal side. I, I, I mean, I'm sure I don't know if you know them, but it's like, what do you what do you think of them? Let me put it like that. Oof. Well, <laughs> well, as like Latinos, obviously, I think, you know, we're going to lean more towards the, um, like the Democratic side. <clears throat> but um, yeah, obviously, Joe Biden isn't like, like top choice, right? But right now, I just think that what we have in office is not working for everyone. Ah, like, it's more like obviously Trump is more towards conserv conservatives and like white people and he's known like for racist stuff and all of that. But um like even if Joe Biden isn't the best, we really have to make a change for America to get like on a better path. Cause uh recently I know how they had like what is it, the DNC or like the Democratic um convention, something like that. Yeah. 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 I was I actually sat through, like I looked it up and I sat through and I heard Michelle Obama's speech. And man, let me tell you, that speech was actually really motivational. Like Anna was saying, I don't really like getting into politics. But I understand that this year is a really important year. 
And, you know, we got to make a change if we want to see something better in America. Um, but, you know, I do encourage you all to watch uh, Michelle Obama's speech. It was really motivational. And she flat out said, like, I'm going to be, this is a hard, cold truth. You know, Trump is not our president. He's he's not the best president. He's had four years to prove that more than enough time. And we're just not seeing the changes that we need to see right now. What about you, Jessica? What do you think about the presidential candidates coming up? I feel like it's going to be a very interesting election this year. <laughs> Especially with how everything is being handled at the moment. Especially how Trump is kind of jeopardizing our health and our well-being. And so people are thinking, is this the person I want to run the country for us for the next four years? And let's not even start talking about all the backlash he used to talk about to the Latino community. Like, that's still relevant now. So... That's going to be pretty um, interesting to see this year. Do you want to weigh in on this, Anna? Sorry? Do you have anything to say about Trump or Joe Biden? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can only speak about it from a foreign perspective, of course. She's like, it ain't my problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I don't really know Joe Biden, but um, we all know, like, we all know Donald Trump, like, worldwide. And he's known for being a very racist person. So mm -hmm. at the beginning, I didn't even I didn't get why Latin the Latin community even like some of them. I don't I know not all of of, of the Latin community, but I know some of them voted for him, and I didn't get mm -hmm. it. But maybe there are two sides of the coin. I mean, maybe I know or or he has like this reputation of being super racist and a a bad person. But in reality, maybe he has some other qualities that y'all saw in him. <laughs> Bro, I don't think we even get it. <laughs> That's what I was going to, I also was going to bring that up. The I've been on TikTok a lot lately, and there's this, like, trend going on of Latinos for Trump. Mm -hmm. And do you, what do you guys, I wanted to get your opinion on that. What do you guys think about that whole, like, you're Hispanic, you're... Your parents actually, made the sacrifice of. I follow. I follow. Uh, like the hashtag Latino on Instagram, and I'll be seeing like for some reason sometimes those posts come up like Latinos for Trump and stuff like that, and it honestly like it makes my stomach hurt because like you know he <laughs> hasn't really done so like I don't understand why they would go for him when like most of the things he does is against us. It's like it's kind of like like. I kind of look at them and I'm like, wow, like what, what made you join that side when, you know, our like descendants, like everyone, well, not everyone, but a lot of us like come from immigrants, a lot of us Latinos come from immigrants and stuff like that. And so, you know, we've had a struggle through our life, um, you know, our parents, our grandparents. So why would you want to vote for a man that wants to like just mess mess with us like I don't really know how to explain it if I'm getting my point through but I, I just don't understand why Latinos would be for Trump or like minorities I agree with you Gabe it's so crazy um, like in my family um, I have some cousins that are Trump supporters and I have some family friends Trump supporters and I really look at them like 
how can you support a man that doesn't even want you in your country? Like, exactly. if they claim, oh, but I'm American. I was like, do you not remember, like, maybe 30 years ago, your family crossed the border over here so you could have a better life? And then he's over here mm-hmm. telling you to go back home when this has been your home for the past 30 years. I think it's just so crazy. And, like, I was reading some articles about Latinos uh, who support the tr- uh, Donald Trump. And I'm like, you, you, they really think that what he's saying doesn't pertain to them. They don't think they're part of that Latino community. In reality, like, si eres Latino, eres Latino. Like, that's it. Punto. Like, it doesn't matter you're fifth generation Latino. You are still part of that community. So it's like, yeah. estás rechazando where you're from. And yeah, I just like, think that's so crazy. To weigh in on that, like, though, like, even if you don't, like, if a white person doesn't speak to, like, a like a Mexican person, like, if they don't know, like, oh, yeah, they speak perfect English, English, whatnot, they're gonna judge us by the color of our skin, like, they're gonna be like, oh, that's a, that's a, that's a Mexican right there, that's a Latino right there, they're like, mm-hmm. like, why are they here, like, you know, so, like, regardless, even if you're a, quote, American, unquote, um, like, they're still gonna judge you no matter what, like. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to, I think, like you said, Gabe, and like you said, Jessica, they don't realize, like, that they're against, like, he's literally against everything you believe in, or U.S. and, like, the Latino community, and it's, like, in part, that's really why we got to push for, like, younger Latino generations to start getting involved and start voting, because if I remember correctly, when Obama got elected, the Latino vote was the one that helped him out, and... You know, if it's like our Latino vote in the United States elections is making a, it makes a, a huge difference. And I know presidential candidates see that as like, oh, let's cater to the Latino community because that's what's going to get us in office. And when you have on one side Latinos with Trump and then you have on the other side another Latinos that vote for Biden, it's kind of like, you know, those Latinos for Trump can end up keeping him in office instead of, you know, get a new change and getting a whole new president. And I also wanted to kind of switch in the subjects, staying in politics, but um, I wanted to talk to you guys about the the sad situation that's going on at the border with the uh, cages and all the kids and the family, especially during this pandemic. And that has to do with ICE. Kind of just, again, to get you guys' thoughts and feelings on that. What do you guys think about the cages and how families are being separated and treated? And because what I think is, Families are being stuck in cages that were made for animals. There's no way humans can, you know, live peacefully in those cages, and especially not during a pandemic. So I kind of wanted to start with you, Jessica, on this one. I think it's very inhumane of the United States to treat people like that. Especially we are humans, and these children are probably different ages, very young from, like, probably newborns to to 18 basically you're separated from your family you're in a whole different country you don't know nobody and then to top it on top of that it we're in the middle of a pandemic so people are getting sick over there they are dying and then there there's so much anxiety going on let just the pandemic itself is very anxious and then top it off they're they're doing all this it's just crazy to me to think that we're allowing this and like nobody's talking about it well not nobody but it's not 
being a major issue that's talked about right now. Yeah, I definitely think it's like, it just hurts my heart knowing that that's happening. And the sad thing is like, people know that it's happening, but it's just not affecting them. Like it doesn't affect them, directly affect them. So they, they're just staying quiet and they're not doing much about it. And so, you know, it's really important for us to speak out on that. Like, you know, go to Twitter, go anywhere where people can hear you, where like talk about it so people can get informed. And, you know, we just got to figure out what we got to do. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, like, it reminds me of the Holocaust. Like, you're treating people like if they were animals. And I mean, we're, after everything we've been through, like, as, like, yes a humanity like what has happened before and we still have have not learned like people are still treating people other people like like animals well not even animals should be treated like that you know mm -hmm. like i don't understand and I, i i used to have this um i mean i used to think that america as a country had the right to i don't know to protect um their borders or whatever i don't know how to say it. like um like yeah it's it's my territory and i don't like i don't want people to enter to it and i mean i wasn't um i didn't agree with with the with everything behind it but i i thought well they have their right you know but they it, it um, having their right to protect your territory doesn't mean you can treat people like like the way they're treating them, you know? Mm -hmm. So do you guys think this, do the United States need ICE? Or do we, or, because I know a lot of people are pushing for like the abolishment of the ICE department and, you know, because sometimes they kind of, oh, well, a lot, of, a lot of the times they, in a way I see that they're abusing their power and like you guys stated, they're treating people like, you know, not even animals should be treated like that. So do you guys think, like this country should get rid of ice or in a way just kind of make them tone it down a little bit or what what's what will the perfect situation be for this problem that we got going on i've actually thought about this a lot lately especially with the new documentary that came out on netflix um what is it uh immigration nation mm -hmm. oh i saw that yeah I actually very... watched it so um like what kind of It's kind of tricky in my head because, look, I understand that some people are bad, not like, you know, uh, Trump said that, you know, Latinos are coming into our country, they're rapists and whatnot, right? But, you know, not all of us are like that. And I understand that some people are bad, like some people shouldn't be here, like they've been given a chance to, they've made it this far, but they're just taking advantage, like doing things like uh, drunk driving or like committing crimes. So yeah, I understand that some immigrants shouldn't be here, but you know, in the in the documentary, uh whenever I I didn't finish watching it, I just kind of watched the first episode and they were talking about collateral. So what they do is like, you know, they're looking for one person and if there's any immigrants around that person, like if they're living in the same household, like deported with them. And so I really find that like as injustice I would say would be the word like it's un unjustice it's unfair uh just because you know they're not doing bad things and they're taking them you know they're deporting them even if they haven't done anything like they're just trying to 
there was this guy on that documentary and he's like, can I please call my boss so I can tell him I'm not going to work and this, that, and they're like, I know it's just really sad to see that ICE is getting a lot more stricter or like they're getting a lot more power and, you know, deporting people that shouldn't be deported that are just trying to make an honest living and trying to make a better life for their kids. So wait, the, the guy was going to work and then he was about to get deported and then he was still trying to call his boss. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is like crazy. Like, just shows yeah. like the work ethic and the work ethic and like mm-hmm. you know did you have something to say jessica or anna what do you have? Mm, well i feel like i agree with what gabriel said the power should be limited because it, you do see most of the time it's being excessive especially with those ice raids that happened was it last summer or oh, before yeah. mm-hmm it was crazy creating so much panic because you have little kids worrying oh like just by looking on social media seeing these um ice rates and they're like oh my gosh this time my my mom is around that area my parents are around that area and they're that anxiety being separated mm-hmm. and not knowing what's gonna happen yeah i think in a way like you say they're just it spreads fear around our community like i don't mm-hmm when when that was going on every day on facebook or something you have somebody's mom or somebody's dad you know like hey my dad saw uh as we call it la migra on this highway or this you know ice is showing up here and in a way you know it transfers panic when in reality like those people are we're here to work and we're here to for a better future like we're not hurting anybody you know do you do you want to weigh in on that anna Mm, yeah maybe I, I don't I don't know if I have enough information so maybe I yeah <laughs> and then does, does like Mexico have anything similar to ICE I know whenever like the caravan the caravanas were happening is that what they're called mm-hmm. um like whenever, whenever the uh like Honduran or like people from South America were going up towards um like the United States I don't know if like the Mexican government was trying to do anything to take them out. I, I, it was a while back ago, so I don't really remember what was going on there. But does Mexico have anything similar to ICE? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I, I know about the, like the long trips they make, mm-hmm. but I'm, I, I don't know about like I don't know if there's like an organization that takes care of that. Mm, I'm not sure. Um, and another another thing that I saw that's a sad leaves like a trend or something in between the Latin communities, people being mistreated, and the and the farm workers are being mistreated, and they're they got low wages. They're also having very poor con- working conditions, especially during this pandemic, and it kind of just weighs in on like. You know, those people, more the majority of those people are immigrants, and they're keeping this country running. They're risking their lives, you know, getting paid minimum to nothing. So, like, what do you guys think about that and the poor working conditions? Because those those people are out there, you know, like I said, risking their lives. Might catch the the virus. Might you know they're they're not being provided with the correct working conditions. Is there anything you guys think about that? I think they're truly like essential workers to me because 
you know, they're out in the farms and right now in California with all the wildfires and everything, like I've seen videos on Twitter where it's them working and just there's like smoke and fires in, in the background and they're only getting paid what, like I heard, I'm not sure if this is true, but I heard it was like $3 a day sometimes, like really little because they, they get paid on how much they pick up and like, it's just crazy to me that they're getting paid so so little and you know they're risking their lives so much but you know there's there's not that many jobs that they can do like immigrants can do so you know that's just it's just kind of messed up in my my mind yeah i think it's 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 really sad (laughs) yeah i think (laughs) yeah i think it's really sad and i also think that right now is when people are like are realizing how how dependent on this Latin community the US is. I don't know if that makes sense in English. But um like there are a lot of people who think they all should like go back to their to their countries. But like without this without these people, I don't know what, what will be of the US, you know? Like in this in these times of, of this pandemic. Who would do that work? Like, who would provide um, the food you eat, you know? Yeah, especially with, like, people saying, oh, they're stealing our jobs and whatnot. No, they're doing the job that you, you don't want to do. Like, they're not stealing anything. They're just trying to make a living. Yeah, trying to, yeah, trying to mm-hmm. live a better life. They came over here, most likely for their kids. Like, that's why my parents came over here, for, for me to have a better life. But, you know, you know they're just getting, like ashed on yeah i believe mm. latinos are the backbone because when you think about it they're the only ones that are going to be willing to do that job because they know they have mouths to provide and you see you know like you were saying that u.s citizens are complaining that we're stealing jobs but re- really during this pandemic they've been collecting that unemployment check and these workers are not getting any of that and so really why are they complaining if you're you're going to complain about a job that you don't even want it's so crazy because i feel like that's the part of oh you feel entitled well there's jobs that are open you just don't want to do it mm-hmm. preach well kind of to um to wrap things up for this episode guys um just one last message i want to get one last message from you guys what as a latino community um, what do we need to do to get more involved in politics? And, you know, it's more than just voting for the presidential elections. What, uh, Gabriel, can I get some words from you? What would you say to those kids that are, or not even kids that, you know, you you got to be 18 and up to vote. So those young adults that are thinking, oh, well, nah, I won't vote. You know, I can vote, but my parents can't, can't, but my vote doesn't count. What do you say to those guys? What do you say to them? And I was in that same boat, like, a few years ago. Like, I was always, in my mind, I was like, okay, voting, like, my vote doesn't matter, like, because of the electoral college and stuff like that. No, man, you got to vote, like, no matter what. If you want to see a difference in this country, if you wanted to benefit you where, like, in all areas, you need to vote and you you need to speak out on issues, even if they seem kind of lame or, you know, your friends aren't talking about it. You know, you, you got to talk about it because... If you don't talk about it, well, we're not going to see a difference. We're just going to see, you know, us being oppressed even more than what we already are. 
Jessica, Anna? I feel like it's our job, our personal responsibility to get informed, to get involved, and to just overall try to make a difference. Because if you're not going to do anything, obviously there's nothing, nothing's going to change. So you have to be the one that goes out and do it. Nobody can tell you what to do. It's your, your personal choice. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. And I think um, like there's no point in complaining about anything if you're not going to do anything about it, you know, like to, to make it better or to at least get informed and help other people get informed as well. Okay. Well, that was it from us, guys. Uh, thank you for joining us on our first episode. You guys, please, uh, to all of our listeners, be safe during this pandemic don't forget to wash your hands wear your mask happy national uh, international dog day i think it was today uh any subjects you guys want to talk about please let us know my social media all my social medias are underscore the gilberto with two o's gabriel jessica and anna i don't know if you guys want to share your social medias yeah, uh, follow me on uh, Instagram at FlavorGabe, um, and then on Twitter, Adame1130. So, you know, always happy to hear from people. <laughs> uh, my Instagram is Anasofia with F, Pina, dot R. And I also have a YouTube channel. I don't know if you... <laughs> Go ahead and subscribe to her YouTube channel. Yeah, great videos. <laughs> Thank you. It's Ana Sofia Piña. And it's also in Spanish. Oh, sorry. It's in Spanish. If you don't if you don't mm, speak Spanish, maybe not. <laughs> you can follow me on my social medias on Twitter and Instagram at jriv underscore seven. All righty then. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us. See you next Wednesday. And you guys have a good night. <laughs>